It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, every day, every day. We welcome you to a draft day episode of the Locked On Redskins podcast. We're going to go as quickly as we possibly can because there's a lot going on. And quite honestly, I can't even keep up uh, with everything and all the rumors and innuendo and things might change immediately. If you're listening to this and something big has already happened, sorry, that's just the price of doing business in the NFL. All right, so let's get to this. The latest trade rumors and draft rumors are this. The Redskins, according to Jay Glazer of Fox, an NFL network, I believe, received a uh, interest, a call, um, maybe a, a plot plan, whatever, from the Atlanta Falcons to move up from number 16 to number 2. Uh, according to Glazer, they rejected that. That should not be a surprise. Ron Rivera has been very open, very candid, very honest, including on our podcast yesterday. Again, the full interview with Ron Rivera, and we're going to play back uh, a big portion of it in this particular episode, in case you missed it again. But the full episode is the last episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast with my exclusive one-on-one interview with the Redskins head coach the day before the NFL draft. You will hear him address a move down from potentially number two and what it would, not what it would take, what they're looking at and what they want to avoid. So you had that. Then you have all of the Trent Williams trade rumors, and we'll just go through it as quickly as we can. It seems like the Cleveland Browns are the team. I've heard, um, you know, that that a deal is not done as of late Wednesday night, uh, but the sides were inching closer. As you know, we've reported on this throughout the week. Uh, there was momentum building. The phone started popping again. The Redskins took over control of the trade negotiations uh, as they should. Uh, Teams are getting antsy. Teams are getting itchy. Certainly the Redskins want to end this and get something in return. Uh, Supposedly the Redskins are driving a pretty hard bargain. I understand that. I get that. They've got to get a deal done this weekend. Cleveland seems to be the most likely. Now there's all sorts of other teams potentially involved here. Uh, But the Washington Post reported that the Philadelphia Eagles were involved. I, I Listen... Uh, I have no idea how they got that information. I don't know if that's from the team. I don't know if that's from the player or the agent. I'm not sure. To me, if I was told that, I would be like, that's so absurd, I can't even report that. I can't even report that, even if it turns out to be true. I mean, they have Lane Johnson at right tackle as the highest paid right tackle in the NFL. They have Brooks at right guard, highest paid right guard in the NFL. Kelsey at center, one of the highest paid centers, if not the highest paid center in the NFL. They drafted uh, Andre uh, Dillard uh, last year, 21-22 overall, first round, left tackle from Washington. What are we doing here? Uh, It makes zero sense. Like, again, I I don't know. I... (laughs) 
I don't know where they got this information from. Makes no sense at all. Of all of the rumors, of all of the speculation, of all of the innuendo, this is the least sensible and most befuddling rumor ever when it comes to Trent Williams. Maybe not ever of all time, but it might be up there. Now watch it happen somehow. (laughs) I mean, they did let go of Jason Peters, but that's because of the kid that they drafted last year. And again, they have such a heavy investment on the right side from center on out to their offensive line. What are they doing? How could they afford that? I mean, it's worked well to a large degree for the Cowboys, but what have the Cowboys won? They've won a playoff game, A, with that offensive line that they've had, A. And they spend the most amount of money, so what does that mean? I I don't know. Um, So that's that. Look, there's all sorts of, again, innuendo, the Browns, my third round pick, whatever. I mean, I've heard all sorts of things. Listen, guys, here's the deal. I've become more responsible in in my life as I've gone along. Uh, I hear a lot of things. I've heard anywhere from second to a third to, you know, a fourth this year, maybe a fifth this year, and perhaps a third next year. All sorts of combinations. It does me no good to mislead you. I don't know exactly what the Redskins are going to take. We've heard all along they want a second-round pick or equivalent value. But it could come in the form of a player. It could come in the form of a third-round pick this year and a conditional third-round pick next year or something like that. It could come next year. It could come two years from now. We just don't know. We just don't know. And it's going to be ultimately up to Ron Rivera and Kyle Smith to make that decision when it's all presented to them and they all have it down on a sheet of paper and they say, guys, this is what the offers are. Uh, They don't have to trade him, but I think they would want to trade him to get this over with and to put the charade behind them. I don't know why outside of uh, having salary cap room potentially because that was the only positive and benefit to last year was that the Redskins were able to recoup about $14 million worth of salary cap space credited towards this year. People forget about that when they kill Bruce Allen. And listen, nobody has killed Bruce Allen more than me. People forget about that. Bruce Allen, Eric Schaefer, they saved the Redskins a lot of cap space by doing what they did last year. So don't forget about that. That would be the only advantage to doing it again this year. They can't possibly be planning on Trent Williams being their left tackle. I mean, maybe he is. Maybe they say, well, that's the worst case scenario. And I do understand that. Do you want that guy in your locker room? You want that guy in your building? You want that guy setting the tone? Somebody that clearly does not want to be there? Somebody that clearly does not want to play for this head coach and this regime because he wanted more guaranteed money? You want that? You want that drama? That makes zero sense to me. It's either he, to me, gets traded or he's not even in the building, period. Again, he doesn't report. You put him on NFI. You put him on the do not report list, however it's got to get done. But the only advantage to that, if you're the Redskins, again, is if Trent's holding out. What if Trent doesn't want to hold out? What if he wants to show up? See, this is the issue. This is the problem. All right, so as we know, these are all the latest rumors 
Miami apparently wants to move up to number three for a tackle instead of a quarterback. I don't blame them because there's no quarterback that I would take at number three. Um, Chase Young is likely going to be the pick. When we return, I'll tell you what Redskins, former Redskins general manager Scott McLuhan told me on the phone on Wednesday. Unfortunately, can't bring you the audio uh, because we had a really bad audio connection and it's just, it's it's really difficult to hear. I'm being totally frank and honest with you. Um, uh, you know, it just, it just didn't work. But I'll tell you what he said, and you have to trust me on this, uh, because I did a 20-minute interview with a former Redskin GM and longtime personnel executive. We'll tell you that next, and we'll have Ron Rivera, in case you missed that. Uh, now that his first NFL draft is here, all still to come right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. What's going on, guys? It's Chris Russell here, Locked on Redskins. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner when you're having lunch. Hell, when you're having breakfast. I love food. That's why, well, that's why I'm me. And that's why I love using Postmates. I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house. And if you smell what I'm cooking or not cooking, you know how important that is at this very time. They have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Got a good wing place that I love. Listen up. Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens, 7-Eleven, and dropping it right outside the door. Just download Postmates on an iPhone or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days to start your free deliveries download the app and use code locked on nfl that's code locked on nfl for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the postmates app anything you need anytime you need it postmate it is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy either way join keith sanchez and damian parson for mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast they'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 nfl draft check out mock draft monday on the locked on nfl draft podcast Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, this is the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. So let's get you Scott McLuhan uh, and what he had to say for the Redskins um, and specifically Chase Young. And again, the audio, not great. So we had to kind of work around that. He Look, Chase Young has been compared to Julius Peppers. He's been compared to Nick and and Joe Bosa. Scott McLuhan compared him in a specific way to the legendary late Hall of Famer Reggie White. And McLuhan was part of the Green Bay organization when they recruited and lured Reggie White to Green Bay and won a championship then. He was a regional scout at that point. He wasn't the GM. Uh, And his point for comparing Chase Young to Reggie White is this. He said Reggie White was a base defensive end in a 4-3, a base end. And what he meant by that, he went on to explain, it means, and this is quoting, 
it means he doesn't have to come off the field. He has attributes to rush the passer, and he has attributes to play the run. End quote. Now, that doesn't mean anything specific, but he further doubled down and said, look, he can rush the passer from the inside or the outside, meaning if he's lined up over a left tackle, Chase Young, or a right tackle, depending on how Jack Del Rio wants to use him. If he's lined up right over the tackle, he can bull rush him and he can knock him back and jolt him. He can dip and dive to the inside and use his shoulder bend uh, and his explosive first step to squeeze in between the tackle and the guard. Or he can go around him using speed, athleticism, power, speed to strength, speed to power as they call it, with great handwork. And that was one thing that I asked Scott about specifically, his hand placement and handwork. And Scott said, yeah, that's a really good point. He's got great hands. So it's not just speed. It's not just athleticism. It's not just first step. It's the total package. And he can stop the run. And McLuhan also, in addition to, again, comparing him at least in a role to Reggie White, said, look, He's about 265 now. Most 43 ends are somewhere between 245 and 260 because they don't want them heavier than that because they have to run around all day chasing quarterbacks. He, meaning Chase Young, is probably going to bulk up over the course of his career with lean muscle mass and strength to about 275, maybe even 280. And that's basically what Reggie White did as his career went along and yet still have that explosive athletic ability and that strength and that hand technique. Now, nobody knows if he's going to stay healthy. He's been healthy in Ohio State. The only games he's missed that I know of is the, game, uh, the, the multi-game suspension for you know, paying for a family member to come see a game. So, to me, like McLuhan basically said, look, this guy... 8 to 12 years, walks in immediately, and he's a star, a stud. He also talked about his football intelligence and his natural instincts. He said when watching the tape, it's easier to identify in a pass rusher. But he said Chase has got it all. He said he has things, and I'm quoting, he has things you can't teach. He doesn't think about it he just reacts so meaning he plays fast now that being said McLuhan also told me look I asked him I said put on your GM hat I said what would it take for you to move down he says quote I think you always listen if something comes along that blows your socks off you do it and his point was if you're rebuilding like the Redskins presumably are and they may take umbrage with that if you're rebuilding, then you take the three players over the one. They're cheaper. They're easier to control. You get them in your system. You build them to be true Redskins. This is how we do it. He said, if you're one player away, of course. But so it leaned to me in the conversation that I had with McLuhan, who still works for several NFL teams with his company called InstinctiveScouting.com. And of course, you can follow him on Twitter at McLuhan uh, Scott. At McLuhan Scott. Don't forget, it's Scott with one T. It, it, it sounded to me in our conversation like he was leaning towards, as great as he thinks Chase Young is going to be, 
the Redskins trading down if they could get three impact players. Now, whether that was three first-round picks or not, nobody's going to offer three first-round picks, period. She's not going to do it. Just not going to do it. So you have that situation. Uh, the other thing he said was he felt bad, you know, for the Trent Williams situation. He feels that Trent affects the offense, the offensive line, the defense, special teams, leadership. He said he's one of the best people he's known and been around in his entire NFL career. That makes sense. You know, Trent just doesn't want to be here. And whether, you know, we all know Bruce Allen screwed up a lot of things, but at this point, Trent doesn't want to be here. Ron Rivera wants to do things a certain way. He's not just going to cave in. He didn't cave in to Quentin Dunbar. He's not going to cave in to Trent Williams, and boom. You have to cut the cord sometimes, right? People go elsewhere. Tom Brady went elsewhere. Um, But remember, he was the one, part of the decision, to give him the contract extension that he's now finishing up. And the last thing he said was about Kyle Smith. He said, Uh, quote, I liked him. He has the pedigree, of course, with his father, a successful NFL executive. You've heard us talk about A.J. Smith. He's like, you can tell Kyle has that. He worked the Southeast region for him, uh, McLuhan, when he was there. Most important region, very thorough, articulate. He also pointed out that Kyle Smith's the type of guy, you know, a lot of guys, hot shots, you know, that are rising through the chain, they think they're really good. He's like, Kyle didn't necessarily think he was really good. And that pushed him and pushed him, and he was consumed uh, by it. And he said he thinks he'll do a good job as basically the de facto general manager. All right, that's Scott McLuhan, former Redskin general manager. Reggie White uttered out of the words of Scott McLuhan's mouth when comparing what Chase Young can become and the type of role that Chase Young is a 4-3 base defensive end, meaning he doesn't have to be subbed in for on rundowns or obvious run situations. He doesn't have to be subbed out for in pass rushing situations. He doesn't necessarily have to be kicked inside to get closer to the quarterback. He can do it all from his natural end position. That's what Scott meant by that. All right, a portion of Ron Rivera to wrap things up next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. It is draft day. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line or Could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former SportsCenter anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, Dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, we're wrapping up the Locked on Redskins podcast on this draft day special. Uh, we will have coverage for you late on Thursday night into Friday morning. Uh, and, uh, of course, the expectation is that Chase Young will be the Redskins pick. Let's hear from head coach Ron Rivera, part of our exclusive interview. On the last episode, you can hear the entire interview, the entire interview. This is just a portion beginning with asking Ron about the setup at his home in conjunction with USAA. 
in the war room and the technology and you'll hear also plenty of other stuff about trading down and Dwayne Haskins this unbelievable um, uh, communication center, uh, which everybody saw in the video. And, and, and they put one um, very similar to this up in Kyle Smith's home as well. So, you know, they've done a great job. And, I, and again, I think that just speaks to the teamwork that, that we're, trying to get, uh, we're trying to get started. When you took over in Charlotte, Coach, um, you had no offseason because of the CBA and the hold, uh, the lockout, I should say. Now you have a virtual offseason, which I know is just kind of uh, beginning. As crazy as this is at this period, this has got to be way better than what you dealt with in 2011, right, when you had nothing. Well, no, because it's interesting because in 2011, at least during the draft, we still got to go to the workouts. We still mm. got to have the players come in and, and do the interviews. And we got to go there and interview them. And, and in fact, uh, the week before that draft, I actually flew to Cam Newton's home and spent the day with him and his family. Mm. So I really got to know him and his family. Um, you know, unfortunately, in this situation, we can't do that. I mean, we've got the number two pick, which is a very valuable pick. And there's, there's, there's a few players that we truly do like a lot. Um, but really the thing I've had is, is really just conversations with them, um, you know, through technology, um, which is still pretty good, but there's a little something about being able to go in there and interact personally one-on-one and, and, and also getting the opportunity to have met, you know, Cam Newton's family. That, that was probably one of the things that truly helped us as we were going through the process. So that's probably the biggest difference. Um, then the next biggest difference is I didn't get to meet my team, um, individually, uh, until, the day of we the day training camp started so here at least we get to talk to our guys virtually mm-hmm. you know four times a week a couple hours a, a day so at least we're we're connecting with them now as opposed to not getting a chance to talk to them not getting a chance to give them any playbooks or any material until you got to training camp so you know there's a couple of differences um that have made it easy in one respect and it's still hard in the other let me ask this as delicately as I possibly can. I know how you explained it a couple of weeks ago when we met with you um, uh, via a, a Zoom video conference thing. Um, and there was a report yesterday that teams are calling you guys now. I, is it a simple matter in terms of trading down that you guys have to be blown away? Or is there something legitimate here where you're willing to kind of dance a little bit? Well, the, the biggest thing you have to do, you know, from our perspective, is it's truly got to be value. You know, the way we look at the draft is that, you know, our first few picks, our first couple of picks have to be impact guys. You know, they've got to be guys that can come in and, and, and impact the game. They've got to be guys that can help impact your, your, your team. And, and, and that's what we got to do. So, you know, if, 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 if people come to you and say, Hey, you know, we want to trade you this, this, and this, you know, first thing you got to do is you got to find out where's their pick fall in the first round. I mean, if mm-hmm. it's way out there, there's, there's no way you could do that right. because, you know, we've said there's a few guys that, that have that ability. And then after that, you know, later in the draft, now you start thinking about guys that can come in and that can, that can, that can contribute, you know, be starters, may not be great impact guys, you know, like, like some of the guys at the front end, but you've got to be able to have those kind of guys and pick those kind of guys through the draft. I mean, with the way the salary cap is structured now and how it impacts, you know, the, the, the rest of the team, you've got to make good decisions. And that's part of our whole process of going through and just listening. That's all we've done, really, is just listen to the people that have called. Coach, um, I know you've talked about the quarterback competition, so I'm not going to ask who's going to start or anything ridiculous like that. But I am curious in this. Urban Meyer last week 
uh, said mm-hmm. that he's a little bit concerned about Dwayne and his usage of social media. You're a guy who has embraced social media because, you know, that like you're a good dude and you mm-hmm. use it for a very different reason. Are you concerned in any way about that? Or do you let Dwayne be Dwayne because you let Cam be Cam? Well, you know, that's one of the things, though, that, that, that Dwayne and I are, are working through. And, and, and I really do appreciate um, Urban. I mean, he, he's been terrific for us throughout this, this process of, 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 of me getting to know who Dwayne is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and also sitting there talking about the players that are coming out of Ohio State. He, he's been a tremendous resource. Um, and, and, and I respect that. And I do value his opinion. And it's one of the things that, you know, we've got to get Dwayne to understand is how to use it effectively to benefit mm-hmm. yourself. And that's probably the thing that he'll learn and he'll, 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 he'll understand. And, and you're right. You know, with Cam, one of the things that I, I used to tell the guys, you know, more so than anything else is, is be who you are, keep your personality. Um, you know, and, and, and we had this little thing that we used to say, if it doesn't help the team, don't do it. It's that simple. And, and, and so I think, you know, Dwayne is, is, is understanding, he's learning, he's growing. And I'm excited about who he can be for us as a football player. All right, once again, that is a portion of Ron Rivera, Redskins head coach on the eve of his first NFL draft with the Washington Redskins as the unquestioned head man in charge. You can listen to the entire interview, again, in its entirety, on the last edition it's very easy to find wherever you download the Locked on Redskins podcast. Uh, it was dated Wednesday, April 22nd. If you have any problems, you can always reach out to me, Russellmania09 at gmail.com, Russellmania09 at gmail.com. I'll try and get back to you as quickly as we can. Stay tuned, everybody. Lots of coverage this weekend. Good luck to the Redskins, and thanks for listening and downloading. Please, please, please tell a friend. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.